Good evening. What is your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. So, Brent,、uh, you mentioned about、uh, market. So, I got to ask you this. Most of our、uh, topic that we touch on on this podcast has been on real、uh, on residential or commercial real estate, <clears throat> and、uh, a lot of them actually we care about, you know, whether it's a it's a it's a landlord friendly state, or if、mm-hmm. that's you know there's there's concern on the potential you know. Uh, uh, rent cap, right? So does I mean when you're looking at land, when you're saying asking people to pick their 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 hometown, you know where they're at to start, do are those considerations still apply? Like like what are the 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 the, the thought process that would come through your mind? Yeah, the reason why I say hometown, I'm really glad you asked me that because in the beginning when I first started, I would go and look at this land. I didn't have someone showing me how to do this, or I wasn't listening to podcasts like this and hearing these. I heard about one guy flipping land, and I had no clue how to do it. So I just mailed my own backyard, and I mailed the tax delinquent list.、Um, and I would go and look at this land. I would drive sometimes an hour and a half, almost two hours, to go see it on a weekend, because I just was like, okay, they're willing to sell it at a discount. What's the catch? Like I wanted to make sure there wasn't like a crater in the ground or or some type of weird stuff going on with the land, and I just pictured like gas cans all over the place, like because it's it's polluted or something. Well, there was no catch. They were just willing to let it go. They you know they've been paying the taxes for many years. And let me just do this little disclaimer: ninety nine out of a hundred people are not going to sell you their land at a massive discount. What's a massive discount? I say less than fifty cents on the dollar. So if I get an asset that's worth a hundred dollars and I get it for fifty dollars, that's a pretty good discount, you know. If I picked up a hundred dollar bill and I said I'll sell it to you for fifty dollars, would you buy it from me? You'd probably want to know if I you can get some more of those.、Um, so yeah, that's the whole backyard thing because I I needed to be able to see it to believe it. I need、right. to put my feet so, on the ground. Right. So regulation wise, it doesn't have any. Restrictions or any consideration apply to land? No, no, absolutely not. Because this morning I was I was researching Colorado because we were doing a twelve percent loan, and I was like, okay, let me make sure I'm not breaking usury laws here, and I wanted to verify that like I could charge twelve percent for this parcel of land. And what it, what I read on the legal websites is if it's not a contract or a document, the most you can charge is eight percent. If it is a contract or a promissory note, a deed of trust, or a contract for deed, then the most you can charge is forty five percent. And if you get busted doing that, it's like six, it's like eighteen months in prison and a thousand dollar fine. So I'm not charging forty five percent, but I am charging twelve percent. So very lender friendly state. And you want to know those rules, those rules when you go into these states. Okay, so instead of、uh, landlord friendly, we need to look at lender friendly. Lender friendly, and you don't have to get a lender's license. Like,、um, because I'm buying this stuff in one LLC, it's my you know holding LLC, and then I'm seller financing the land in the same LLC. Now, talk to your CPA, talk to your accountant, talk to your real estate attorney, because it might be different in every state.、Um, mm-hmm. But some of these I'm selling through a realtor, so I end up getting a deed of trust and a promissory note to protect me. Some of these they come directly to my office, aka 
they buy it online and my office, uh, my assistant that works from home writes up the paperwork and they get a contract for deed, you know, and then we have a, a managing software that is called easynotetracking.com that uh, manages all these notes for us. We're, we're up to like 70 something notes now and we're getting paid multiple times a day from some of these parcels of land. Awesome. Awesome. And the other thing that you touch on is the evaluations, uh, you know, how, how, right. Most, most commercial real estate, they determine, you know, value based off of the NOI, basically net operating income. Yeah. Right. And uh, in terms of land, how do you know it's how much it would worth other than compare? Oh my goodness. It's so much easier than net operating income and cap rates. Um, all right. So we were, uh, remember how I was telling you how to pick the area that's in demand. Well, now we've found that cluster pattern of those solds. And if it's Zillow, it's like yellow dots. And if it's Redfin, it's like red dots. Well, now I'm going to click on each one of those solds. And, you know, your, your audience is probably thinking, oh, man, this is where the work comes in. Yes, this takes about 15, 20 minutes. And I like to do it when I put the kids to bed. If you're super smart, you probably are because you listen to MIT podcast. Use a spreadsheet or an Excel, Excel spreadsheet to do this. I like to do it on white paper. Uh, it just makes my life a little easier. But when I click on them, I want to know a couple things. One, what did it sell for? How much? And two, what size was the parcel? Was it square foot or acres? Because let's just say there's 10 solds and they're all 10,000 square foot parcels. Well, now I can add all of those sold prices up, all 10 of them, and divide by 10. And now I'm going to know the average price per square foot. Now, if nine of them are 10,000 square foot parcels and one is a seven acre parcel, well, I'm throwing that seven acre parcel out because obviously the most in-demand parcel size is 10,000 square foot. So now I know the area that's in demand. I know the in-demand parcel size and I know the price per square foot. And that makes it easy to evaluate how much I can pay for this land. And you can do it a couple ways. Let's say the, the land's worth 100 grand. For a 10,000 square foot parcel. Let's just say I want to make 10 grand on each one of these I buy and sell. Okay, so I need to offer 90,000. Well, let's say, say my buyer also wants a 10% discount because they're building houses and they, they want to hedge their, their bets mm -hmm. and material prices are going up and they're blah, blah, blah. Well, that means I need to offer 80,000. Well, I'm going to use a realtor and most of them charge 6%, but let's just say 10% for the realtor. So now I need to offer 70,000 and I'm going to use a title company. So let's just figure in two grand for closing costs and taxes. All right. So now I'm sitting at $68,000 and the land's worth a hundred. And these are very round numbers. So that tells me I need to offer about 68 cents on the dollar. So if the land's selling for $3 a square foot and I want to, you know, <laughs> offer 68, cents on the dollar. So I need to take, you know, 68 cents and multiply or divide that by $3, or we could just keep it simple and just say, Hey, what's half of $3. That's a dollar 50 a square foot. That's what we're going to offer. And we literally pull that list on prop stream. So, or you can pull it from anywhere you, you have If mm -hmm. Um, if you want to start pulling a list today, a uh, free list of uh, prop stream, will give you a seven day free trial. Um, you can go to the land sharks list.com. Um, so once we pull that list, I'm not pulling the whole county. I'm getting micro with this, Benjamin. Remember I told you where that cluster was? I'm yep. going to look on that map on Zillow, and I'm going to see Lake Avenue to the left, you know, Pine Avenue to the right, First Street on top, 
and Fifth Street on the bottom. I'm going to draw a map on PropStream, and I'm only going to pull 10,000 square foot parcels in that specific area. And I don't care if they're out of state. I don't care if they've owned it for 10 years. I'm only pulling the land, 10,000 square foot parcels in that specific area. And then I'm going to mail those, those offer letters only for the 10,000 square foot parcels. Well, going back to when I was pricing these, remember I said I saw a seven acre parcel. Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow I'm going to go and mail all the seven acre parcels because I see what the seven acre parcel just sold for 30 days ago. So now that seven acre parcel sold for 10,000 an acre. Okay. Now I know I can go and offer, you know, 6,700 an acre because that'll put me at 67 cents on the dollar. And I get one of those locked up. I know there's demand for that as well. So that's kind of the whole process as far as picking an area, figuring out what it's worth, how to mail it. And then we just have to talk about how to sell it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And before we get into that, you know, one, one thing that really comes through my mind is, you know, I know we're, Comparing based off of the last thirty days, but you know, you know, economy changes, especially right now. Interest rates are, are are hiking. Um, what what what's the best way to to really say you're buying the land today, and if you're going to sell it in the next thirty days, you won't be actually underwater because that is what most flipper are going to worry about, right? You're on mute. I'll tell you the easiest, safest way is to get that piece of land under contract at such a discount where you have people beating down your door to buy it from you and you don't actually close on it. You get a long enough purchase agreement, like with an inspection period and a closing time frame. We call that wholesaling land. You know, all oh, we're doing is assigning our contract. Sign. Yeah. And you have, you know, 45 days to market that thing. And you talk to your seller, you say, hey, here's exactly what I'm doing. You know, I know there's a lot of people right now struggling to sell land. I go out and market this thing everywhere. I put it on Craigslist and Facebook and I put signs up. I'm calling all the realtors. I'm going to the networking parties and I'm I'm throwing it on the multiple listing service. I'm going to be your guy to get this land moved. I'm not personally buying it. I connect with other buyers, builders, developers, and then our sellers like, Okay, but here's the other way around. A lot of these times wholesalers and, and, and people that assign contracts, they, they hide, they operate in the shadows and they don't talk to their seller what they're doing. They don't get excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then the seller finds out and that's when it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's an example like, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm going to come in and I'm going to tell you, hey, Benjamin, I'm going to take a little bit of blood out of your arm because we need to do a blood test. So I'm going to go ahead and clean your arm with this little cotton swab and alcohol. And then I'm going to use this little tiny little uh, uh, needle. You won't even feel it. Once I do, I'm going to put a little piece of gauze on it. I'm going to put a nice little pink blue bandaid on it. And then all the chicks are going to be like, oh, man, you hurt your arm. Is it okay if I take some blood? Sure. But if I walked in, Benjamin, and I'm the doctor and I just stab you right in the arm with a needle – you're going to punch me in the face. <laughs> so it's all about setting the expectations with our sellers. Mental preparation. Yeah, there you go. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, basically transparency, right? I mean, you know, in real estate, if you uh, are looking to do, you know, wholesaling or whatnot, right, just be transparent about it. Um, so when, when 
when you are uh you know the final land and you're able to get it at a massive discount like you have said what's the, what's the next thing like like selling right that is the next yeah. step yeah let's talk about it so you know it's almost like the quarterback that takes the first the second or the third look am i going to pass it to this receiver am i going to pass it to that receiver or am i going to run with this ball so we choose okay our what kind of deal is this? What is the market looking like? What's our bank account look like? Do we want to assign this contract for our land? Do we want to buy this and flip it on the MLS because it's a no-brainer deal? Or do we want to buy it and seller finance it? And a lot of times I'll use a realtor for that as well. And I love the seller financing method because, like I said, Americans think on payments. Mm -hmm. But usually I'm not buying it and seller financing it unless – I can 3x my money. So if I'm buying it for 10,000, I want to be able to sell it for 30,000. And I don't mind doing those seller financing deals because it's almost like there's no way to lose when you do that, especially when you charge interest. So it's more than 3x on your money. Right. So some of the ways to sell it, so the, 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 there's multiple ways to sell it, but they all include marketing that part, property, that parcel of land. You know, I mentioned that you can put it on the MLS. Some states will allow you to do that. Some real estate brokers will allow you to do that. Talk to your real estate attorney. Um, but some of the easiest ways I'm doing it is selling it on Craigslist, putting it on Facebook buy sell groups. You know, uh, the Northeast was just hit with a lot of snow. Guess what? Those people were buying our Florida land and our Arizona land because they're sick of sitting in the snow. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and we're getting on Facebook buy sell groups in their community. You know, there's one area I'm in where a lot of people from Chicago, Illinois own vacant raw land around me. Well, guess what? I get on buy sell groups in Chicago, Illinois. Neighbor letters, calling the neighbors. If there's a landowner or a house owner next door, a lot of times they want to increase their land size and they'll buy that land from you. So we put signs on the land. We'll send the neighbor a letter. And a lot of people are like, Oh no, what if, what if the neighbor tries and goes directly to the seller? Well, you've got it under contract with a title company like that never happens. Uh, so don't, don't look for things you don't want to happen. <laughs> look yeah. for things like that neighbor's going to be interested in it. And um, a couple other ways, like I, I use, I talked to real, real estate agents. Remember I talked about, copying and pasting the land specialist realtor i'm mm -hmm. calling those guys and don't just do the guys that sell the land call the person that's got the listing right across the street because mm -hmm. if if he can't sell that parcel if it's sitting on the mls for 1.2 million and you're asking only 800,000, hey do you have any buyers that didn't want that one two point 1.2 million dollar parcel mine's only 800 <laughs> that will that will spark some conversation mm -hmm. awesome awesome um, uh, last thing that that I, I think most uh, investor you know looking at land will be interested to know is the requirement to get into a business, right? Basically, whether they will need capital, what else do they need other than, of course, knowledge, education? Yeah, I'm gonna say something real crazy. You do not need money to buy real estate. <laughs> You do not need money to make money in real estate. When I started this in this business, I was an army officer. Um, I had just had our first baby. I didn't have it. My wife, my wife had our first baby, I should say. Uh, we had just moved across the country. I was flat broke. So I had no money. And I was also working 13 hours a day preparing for my third combat deployment to Afghanistan. And I didn't have any time. And I figured out a way to make this work by taking action, by getting up early, staying up late, 
Um, you know, and my, I remember my, my wife was like, golly, like we hardly see you, but there is a season of hustle. And eventually mm-hmm. I was able to get out of the military. I'm home for every breakfast and every dinner, unless we're traveling or, um, you know, at a conference or just educating. Cause I still get education. I still have mentors. Um, but, uh, you don't need a real estate license. You don't need even a business license. My dad has done 50 something land deals in his own personal name, like, which I don't recommend that, <laughs> but it, yep. you know, you can go out this out there and do this today. Yeah. I mean, so it, you know, to the end, it's really about, you know, what you're doing and you're taking action. Right. Um, and of course, that means you're, you're going to see problem along the way. Um, ask, find a mentor. Right. If Brent need a mentor, why the heck you don't need a mentor? Right. Everybody who are trying to shorten their their learning curve need mentor. Okay. So um, if you're listening today, I hope you got a lot of value. Um, we hope to bring Brent back for our last session. Um, where we're going to dive even deeper uh, and potentially do a case study on it um, today. Um, you know, he has been offering a lot of valuable, you know, content and, uh, Brent remind people how, how people can find you. No, thanks for asking Benjamin. If, uh, I mean, one of the easiest way is to, uh, find me on TikTok. I'm releasing a video every single day on how to buy and sell land. Uh, that's Brent L Bowers one Brent L Bowers one. Awesome. Awesome. So again, guys, if you have not been taking action, Think about what you were planning to do for 2023. If you don't take action, none of them will happen. Um, Again, uh, thank you for listening today. Stay tuned.